0: Welcome to No News, I'm your host Joel Seymour and this is where the good news is. It has been too long since I have been able to record, but we are finally back to talk about the good news that's out there. So let's begin. Now, if you're interested to hear about the good news that's happening globally as we fight against this pandemic, that will come closer to the end. Right now, though, I want to focus more so on the local levels, what people are doing to make a difference for the people around them and we'll go ahead and start off with a bang. According to CBS News, World War II veteran who raised more than $30 million for healthcare workers receives over 125,000 birthday cards. Earlier this month, Moore vowed to walk 100 laps of his garden, 10 each day, in time for his 100th birthday. Moore said he hoped his walking mission would raise 1,000 pounds, or about 1,200 dollars, and pledges to thank Britain's National Health Service for his new hip. Moore far exceeded his monetary goal. According to BBC News, donations have topped 29 million pounds, and has gained more attention than he likely expected. Well wishes from around the world have now sent him thousands of cards ahead of his 100th birthday. His grandson, Benji Ingram Moore, asked his school for help with sorting the massive influx of cards when he heard the post office was getting overwhelmed. The BBC reported, Bedford school staff, parents, and students opened every single card and put them on display in the school's Great Hall, according to the BBC. Moore even received cards from Prince William and Duchess Kate and England football captain, Harry Kane. Quote, "...the volume of cards that have been sent to Grandad is just astonishing," his grandson told the BBC News. Quote, "...so many of the cards are truly heartfelt with thousands of young children who have taken the time to use their artistic talent and write a personal message." Photos show the cards nearly covering the hall's floor and even some on the walls. This isn't the only tribute Moore will receive for his birthday. He'll also be getting a Royal Mail postmark, the BBC reported. Up until Friday, all stamped mail will be marked with happy 100th birthday, Captain Thomas Moore, NHS fundraising hero, 30th of April, 2020. The veteran also received a pastel portrait and a sketch of Keeley West Yorkshire, where he grew up, made for him by royal portrait artist Darren Baker, according to the BBC. Though not as famously, people are giving what they can in the US as well, specifically to those who are affected by COVID-19. According to CNN, this teacher paid his students' utility bills with his stimulus check, He's not the only one donating the money. Teacher Kent Chambers says he's fortunate to still be able to work during the coronavirus pandemic. So, when he and his wife received their stimulus paycheck, they decided to help people who haven't been as lucky. Chambers has taught math at Bob Jones High School in Madison, Alabama since 1986 and said he knows some of his students are struggling. Quote, I'm actually in better shape because I'm not having to pay for gas to drive to work and I'm still getting paid the exact same amount, he said. There's no need for me to take the money and splurge and do something reckless with it. Let's help somebody that really needs it. Chambers and his wife, Pat, received $2,400 because they're married. More than 88 million people received stimulus paychecks last week's, and part of the historic $2 trillion stimulus paycheck, uh, package, according to the Treasury Department and International Revenue Service. And more money is on the way. Chambers said he used $600 to pay the utility bills for three of his students. He made the payments anonymously, so the families will just see they have zero balance. The money should cover their bills for a little little more than two months. He's also donating $600 to the Burns Care Center at Shriners Hospital for Children, Cincinnati, because the hospital has taken good care of his niece since she was hurt in a house fire. Chambers said his wife is also doing what she can to support local businesses and has kept paying her gym membership even though the gym is closed because of the virus. The the coronavirus pandemic has been devastating for many American workers and a record number of people have filed for unemployment benefits. Small businesses that have had to shut down because of the pandemic are also struggling to survive. However, people want to make a difference. The medical aid organization Direct Relief has seen an increase in donations despite the economic turmoil. The charity has been able to deliver 1.1 million surgical and N95 masks, 1.5 million gloves, and other protective equipment to healthcare workers since January. Quote, we've seen all sorts of creative and inspiring ways to, that people have stepped up to help others. Direct, spokes, direct Relief spokesman Tony Moraine told CNN, quote, I think a lot of people want to make a difference right now. He said he didn't know whether those donations were coming from people's stimulus paychecks. Quote, the truth is a lot of people need this money to get through the day, to get through the month. So we wouldn't expect to see a lot of this coming to Direct Relief. But obviously, we're deeply grateful for those who are able to give, he said. Software engineer Kevin Chaipo said he donated $900 from his payment to Direct Relief and gave the rest to the Grassroots Massachusetts Fund that supports groups that help the homeless, undocumented workers, low-income renters, and other at-risk communities. Quote, I'm working and there's a lot of people that are filing for unemployment right now, and I sympathize with that. You know, I've been unemployed before and it's not easy. It's not an easy time for anybody. I just didn't feel right getting extra money and just not doing anything with it when a lot of people are struggling. He said he did some research and asked his Facebook friends to suggest groups he could help. Quote, I wanted to get rid of that money as fast as possible to where it was needed, he said. Stimulus is an opportunity to give back. Cleveland attorney Rebecca Moore wanted to use her $1,200 stimulus paycheck to help people in her community. She said she has a steady job and her bills are paid, but she knows many of her neighbors have been laid off. Quote, Just hearing people's stories, it was very apparent to me that I was in a very lucky position and that I shouldn't be treating the check as a windfall, but really as an opportunity to give back to my community, Morris said. She gave money to Northeast Ohio Coalition for the Homeless and University Settlement, which provides food and other help to seniors and families in her area. She also bought a pair of earrings to support a local jewelry maker. Moore created the Cleveland Stimulus Pledge website to encourage other people to give the city a much needed boost. She said about 100 people have taken the pledge and promised to give about $60,000 since she launched the website April 8th. Moore is not collecting or distributing any money, she said and the donors are giving directly to the organizations. Quote, what we really want to show was the effect of collective donation. So if one person does just that, that's great. But you can have even more impact if you see other people doing the same thing, she said. So Cleveland Stimulus Pledge was just a way to show what we can do all do as a community together rather than as individuals end quote donors could also suggest organizations and small businesses through the site for other people who aren't sure how they can help more made $20 donations to about 20 charities on the list earlier earlier this month to celebrate getting $20,000 in pledges CNN's Impact Your World has also compiled a list of donation opportunities and tips to help those affected by the crisis. Now, this article, this is me talking now, uh, this article was the first time that I heard about this list, and if you haven't seen it, I would highly suggest you check it out. It is an alphabetized and categorically organized um complete list of ways that you can either donate or that you can volunteer work, whether that be um, hours put in or just other types of donations that you yourself can contribute to. It is a fantastic list, and if you are wondering what you can do to make a difference now, you need to check out this list. But going back to this article and these three different stories, I well, four these different stories, including the the one from earlier it I, I think the big idea is that it doesn't matter if you have the means to give financially it's okay if you can't contribute to uh the to to the world to different nonprofits in these ways it's okay that you can't you know contribute 30 million dollars to emergency rescuers it's okay that you can't contribute thousands of dollars Th- those um, the, those stimulus checks are there to help the people that are in need. So if you are in need of that, obviously don't feel bad that you can't give that money away because that's meant for you. But in light of that, it it doesn't matter whether or not you can give money because you don't have to do any of this alone. What, what I'm trying to say is the fact that we, at the end of the day, still have communities. We still have people that care about you, and you still have people that you care about. In light of that, we can see those people that are struggling, that are, whether that's financially, whether that's socially, we can still see those people that need help, and we can provide that. So, don't fall into the lie that isolation means total disconnection to community when that is what allows us to thrive in these times. That community is what is keeping a lot of this afloat. You don't have to make a world of a difference. You just have to make the community that surrounds you a better place, whether that is by giving to local charities as you can or if that's simply sending a card to an old man who's doing what you wish you could whatever your circumstance there is good to be done and no matter how isolated you become there is always going to be a community to care about and a community that cares about you so Take a look at this list if you can. And if there is a way that you are affecting the community for the better, whether financially or by service, let me know. Reach out to me because I want to know. Because at the very least, you can have reassurance that I care about you, that I care what you're doing, and I want to know how you are making the world a better place one community at a time. This next article comes from Al Jazeera. Pakistan's virus idled workers hired to plant trees. When construction worker Abdul Rahman lost his job at Pakistan's coronavirus lockdown, his choices look stark, resort to begging on the streets, or let his family go hungry. But the government has now given him a better option, join tens of thousands of other out-of-work laborers in planting billions of trees across the country to deal with climate change threats. Since Pakistan locked down on March 23rd to try to stem the spread of COVID-19, unemployed laborers have been given new jobs as jungle workers, planting saplings as part of the country's 10 billion tree tsunami program. Such, quote, green stimulus efforts are an example of how funds that aim to help families and keep the economy running during pandemic shutdowns could also help nations prepare for the next big threat, climate change. Quote, due to coronavirus, all the cities have shut down and there is no work. Most of us daily wagers couldn't even earn a living. Raman, a resident of Rawal... Rawalpindi. Rawalpindi district in Punjab province told the Thomas Reuters Foundation. He now makes 500 rupees, or $3 a day, planting trees. About half of what he might have made on a good day, but not enough to get by. Quote, all of us now have a way of earning daily wages again to feed our families, he said. The ambitious five-year tree planting program, which Prime Minister Emron Khan launched in 2018, aims to counter rising temperatures, floodings, droughts, and other extreme weather conditions in the country that scientists leak to climate change. The Global Climate Risk Index 2020, issued by Think Tank German Watch, ranked Pakistan fifth on a list of countries most affected by planetary heating over the last 20 years, even though the South Asian nation contributes only a fraction of global greenhouse gases. As the coronavirus pandemic struck Pakistan, the 10 billion trees campaign was initially halted as part of social distancing orders put in place to slow the spread of the virus, which has infected more than 14,000 people in Pakistan, according to the tally by John Hopkins University. But earlier this month, the prime minister granted an exception to allow forestry agencies to restart the program and create more than 63,000 jobs, according to government officials. A recent assessment by the Pakistan Institute of Developmental Economics found that due to the lockdown, up to 19 million people could get laid off, almost 70% of them in the Punjab province. Abdul Makhit Khan, chief conservator of the forest Rawalpindi district, told the Thomas Reuters Foundation that the planting project is in full swing. Much of the work is happening on 15,000 acres of land near the capital of Islamabad, he said, as well as on other tracts of state-owned forest land around the country. This year, the program is employing triple the number of workers it did in its first year. Many of the new jobs are being created in rural areas, he said, with a focal, focus on hiring women and unempl- unemployed daily workers, mainly young people, who were migrating home from locked-down cities. The work, which pays between 500 to 80, uh, 800 rupees, or 3 to $5 a day, includes setting up nurseries, planting saplings, and serving as forest protection guards or forest fire- firefighters, he said. All the workers have been told to wear masks and maintain the mandated two meters or six feet of social distance between them. Quote, this tragic crisis provided an opportunity and we grabbed it, Aslam told the Thomas Reuters Foundation in a phone interview. Quote, nurturing nature has come to the economic rescue of thousands of people. According to the German Watch, Pakistan reported more than 150 extreme weather events between 1999 and 2018, from floods to heat waves, with total losses of $3.8 billion. Environmentalists have long pushed reforestation as a way to help, saying forests help prevent flooding, stabilize rainfall, provide cool spaces, absorb heat-trapping carbon dioxide emissions, and protect biodiversity. According to the green group WWF, Pakistan is a forest-poor country, where trees cover less than 6% of the total area. With 7.5 billion rupees, or $46 million in funding, the 10 billion trees project aims to scale up the success of an earlier billion tree tsunami in Pakistan's Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province, where the government has been planting trees since 2014 about 30 million indigenous saplings have been planted in Punjab since the start of the 10 billion tree tsunami, including mulberry, acacia, and moringa. This year, the project hopes to hit 50 million trees. Planting season usually ends in May, but program organizers plan to extend the initiative to the end of June to keep workers employed for longer. Quote, we can absorb all the unemployed laborers and workers who have fled the cities and returned to their villages in the past few weeks. This is unskilled work, he said. Rob Nawaz of WWF Pakistan said the government's move is a very good idea to create green jobs and get people employed. He Caution, though, that planting trees is just one tool in the fight against climate change, saying there also needs to be an investment in improving the ability of farmers and city dwellers to adapt to the effects of a hotter planet. Quote, the government should be very selective on how it spends money and focus on resilience, he urged. For Aslam, the Green Jobs Initiative is a way to help Pakistan's workers recover from the coronavirus crisis with dignity and avoid handouts. Quote, this has taught us the valuable lesson that when you invest in nature, it only pays you back. It not only pays you back, but also rescues you in a stressed economic situation, he said. Now, for some climate change issues, is not really a major threat, or at least not one that should be considered as urgent as the COVID-19 pandemic. But I think it's important to note that these two issues, COVID-19 and climate change, are probably at the forefront of most people's fears when it comes to our world right now. We have the immediate threat threat of this virus that none of us are physically prepared to fight off and we have this long-term impending doom as many people see it of climate change where the the entire world and how it operates and how it sustains life that that is being threatened both are horrifying realities but when I, I think that this is such a cool moment where both gigantic issues, both gigantic concerns that permeate throughout all of culture right now, are being resolved simultaneously. That the efforts to stop climate change are the same efforts to stop the effect the economic effect of COVID-19. Many people are worried about the, the global economy right now, and for good reason. And giving this opportunity, not just for work, but for work that is going to make a difference, I think is important. Even stepping outside of trying to solve a global climate change, this is still extremely important work. As mentioned above uh, in the article as it talked about how this kind of uh, uh, forestation could truly make a difference in the culture, preventing these types of floods, providing those cooler climates. Those are very important local, um, l- local effects that need to be appreciated, that need to be addressed. So, all of this to say, it comes, I think, back to the consistent theme that I found in this show, is that often the best solution to one problem is addressing another problem at the same time. And to see this, to see these two major concerns be addressed simultaneously I think that's a very special thing and i think that is a thing that can be replicated as for personal uh application i'm not sure if there is much that that we can gain from this in our own day-to-day lives but this is still both a beacon of hope for us that these kinds of solutions are possible for both uh crises and It can act as a model of what is possible what is possible for solutions to these problems that seem like impending doom they're not they're simply problems that we haven't solved yet and this is reminding us that there is a big fat yet on the end of that sentence lot of articles that i could have covered in full but this last one i chose very very specifically according to surrey comet family use daily lockdown exercise to clean strangers gravestones ryan van eminus from winsford in cheshire has cleaned more than 20 headstones with help from his children since lockdown started last month It started after a friend posted a picture on social media of his sister's grave. Mr. Van Eminis, who runs a cleaning company called Cleaning Helps, noticed it had become weathered, so offered to go and clean it. Quote, I thought, I can do this more, he told the PA news agency. Quote, When I'm out on my walks, I pass a couple of churches, and there are some really old headstones and tombstones. I thought, I'll just take a, out a little brush, some cleaning products, etc., and as I pass, when I stop for my little break, I'll have a little drink of my water, and I'll do a bit each day. You see results and you're like, oh, this is great, so I just wanted to keep doing it, end quote. The length of time each stone takes depends on the size, but an average he spends about an hour on each one over the course of three or four visits. But he has some help now in the form of his three children, Brooke, 12, Lana, who's four, and Larson, who's three, who have begun to get involved as well. Ryan's children, including daughter Lana, have been helping him with the cleaning. Quote, it's good for the children to learn a little bit of history, but also respect their environment, Mr. Van Eminis, 37, said. Quote, as young as they are, they can still get involved, and they can still help. Obviously, they don't do the chemical side of things, but they can still do the brushing. They're quite good at it, to be fair. End quote. After initially cleaning up a gravestone to help out a friend, Mr. Van Eminis started to clean others in two local cemeteries, St. Chad's and Swanlow Park, that were a little older and looked like they could do some with some freshening up, encouraged by his wife Haley. Quote, You've got to be respectful of the fact that it's somebody's family member. It's someone's memories, he said. You've got to make sure you're using the right products and you're being careful and delicate with it. Some of these headstones I'm cleaning are over a 100 years old, and algae, moss, etc. can have a really negative impact on them, so you've got to be really careful. He has now linked up with the vicar of a local church to decide which stones to work on. Mr. Van Eminus has posted only a couple of pictures on social media, but has shared images among his friends and has seen them posted around numerous local Facebook groups, leading to family members getting in touch to thank him for his work. Quote, I had some feedback from people saying they were really grateful for what I'd done because it was family members and they hadn't visited the grave for 20 years. They'd been unable to. Someone used the term, you're bringing memories back to people. When a grave is dull and it's got algae on it, you can't read it. There's there's nobody that seems to give it much time if they don't know the person. Once you've cleaned up one of the graves, it's really noticeable, which means people are stopping and taking a moment to read and remember these people as a cleaning professional mr van Eminis has access to products that are not readily available to the general public but for anyone hoping to refresh a family member's gravestone he says that uh, he says they can do a good job with soap and water quote a little bit of patience care and attention and a soft bristled brush with a bit of soapy water will do a fantastic job he said Now, is this the most important or the most impactful story that I could have picked? No, no, it's not. It's a family that goes out and cleans gravestones of people that you or I almost certainly do not know. Despite this, there is still a lot that we can learn from this and a lot that we should take away from this. We feel like to make a difference, or at least this is me talking, I I feel like to make a difference in this time, I have to be able to change lives. Like, I need to make a huge impact completely changing the course of someone's life. But those other stories from before, those are great. Those are the ones that I want to replicate myself. There are times... That those stories seem incredibly daunting I don't think I could raise millions of dollars for emergency responders I don't think that I could take any form of stimulus check and give to people because I didn't get one but this is just a person making a handful of people happier in his community that's it that's this whole story and that kind of story should not be written off because that kind of story is still good news it may not have changed the life of his neighbors but it made them joyful and that's important that's what we should be aspiring towards In the grand scheme of things, this family's actions don't really matter. But the love they produce and provide is something that can never be taken away, no matter what kind of pandemic comes up to it. And you can do that too. And I can do that too. And it does matter. The actions themselves, maybe not. Maybe you will not affect the the well-being or livelihood of another person by doing whatever you're going to do. But at the end of the day, that's not what's going to last. It's not going to last whether or not they were able to make that payment for the month. That's pressing and that is very urgent. And that needs to be taken care of. And if you can help, that is the way you should. But what they remember about that isn't the fact that they were able to pay for the month of May. They, weren't, they aren't going to remember the fact that they were able to pay their electricity for the month of April. What they remember about that is the fact that you were a blessing to them, that you showed them a love that they didn't deserve and yet they got anyways. That's what matters. And that's what these kinds of acts show too. And those are the acts that are possible to be able to replicate. So those are the acts that you should. If you can do that by using one of the avenues listed in CNN's list of ways that you can donate or help, then so be it. That's wonderful. But if there's someone in your community... if there's someone in your family that needs that kind of blessing whether big or small in the grand scheme of things that is what you should be concerned about most so go go and make that kind of love known there's nothing stopping you there's no boundary there's no borders just a will and a way Unfortunately, we have come to the end of this episode. However, the good news is far from over. Let's address the virus as a whole for a bit. Um, If you heard about recovered patients retesting positive for COVID-19, let's go ahead and get those concerns put to rest. According to Yonhap News, recovered virus patients retest positive due to dead virus fragments. So long story short, It's not a return of the virus, it is simply leftover dead viruses that are still floating around in their system. But, in contrast to that possible uh, troubling news, some good news in the exact opposite way, according to the New Zealand Herald, zero new cases reported today in New Zealand for the first time in six weeks. And according to Blueberg, Italy reports fewest virus deaths since lockdown started. And, according to CBSWL in New York, coronavirus antibodies present in nearly 25% of all New York City residents, Cumo says unpause is in certain regions of New York might begin in May. Now, as for continued fighting ever- efforts against the virus, according to Al Jazeera, $1 testing kits Sengal's According to Al Jazeera, $1 testing kits Senegal's approach to coronavirus. According to the latest LA becomes the first major city in the US to offer free testing to every resident, even those with no symptoms. And according to France 24, Thunberg donates $100,000 to support children during pandemic. If you are tired of COVID-19 news though, I get it and thank you very much for bearing with me for this entire time, but there is still good news to be found elsewhere as well, so don't worry. According to USA Today, this CEO made $1.6 million in the stock market, then he gave it all to his employees. And according to the Independent, Sweden closes last coal-fired power station two years ahead of schedule. The country has become the third in Europe to exit coal, ahead of mass withdrawal from polluting fossil fuel. Now, if you would like to read that article or any of the ones that I covered today, you can find them all in the show notes below. And, of course, if you find good news throughout the week that you think I need to cover for this next week, go ahead and send them my way. You can find me on Instagram or on Twitter at JoelCanSeymour, as in S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. JoelCanSeymour on both of those platforms. Other than that, I think that's going to be it. So I hope you have a great week, and that you do some good.